0: Welcome into the Ebony Bird podcast brought to you by Fans Sighted, the 37th episode. I'm your host, Jake McDonald. We have a jam-packed show today. We're back to our weekly format, of course, with training camp kicking off next week. We're going to go back to every week for the podcast instead of every other week. So with that being said, we're going to go over all the, all the show first. We're going to address some, some, some comments that Steve Smith Sr. made on NFL network recently about Lamar Jackson. We have the audio from that as well. Certainly an interesting comparison he made recently. The Madden ratings came out, of course, so those are always fun to show over how accurate or inaccurate they are. And then after that, we're going to discuss whether or not the Ravens planning in the hall of fame game, that fifth preseason game is actually going to have a huge impact on the regular season. And then we'll wrap it up with a little discussion about whether or not it's a big deal, whether or not Joe Flacco has or hasn't thrown with his receivers yet. Of course, there isn't any proof on social media that any workouts have taken place. So, We'll worry about our big training camp breakdown preview next week um, on the the podcast. But with that being said, before we get started, download the Ebony Bird app from the App Store. Two recent articles by Richard Bradshaw, who you can find on Twitter at RichieBrad36, assessing the edge-rushing depth chart, and CJ Mosley, what's a fair contract for the Pro Bowl linebacker. But before we get into all of it, I'm going to welcome in site expert Chris Schiffer, and now contributor Joe Schiller, who recently getting an internship at Carroll County Times. Stepped down from the site expert role, but he's still staying on as a contributor. And you can uh, – his new Twitter handle, which I think – since we started the podcast, is about, about the forty seventh different Twitter handle. Yeah, 3-48 too. <laughs> at Joe Schiller one two three, and then Chris is Football Man fifty eight. You can find me on Twitter at jmcdonald McDonald ninety five. And our special yeah, not changing at ebony__bird. underscore So let's get started, guys. Want to get off uh, the episode today? Kick things off. When I was working, you know, my overnight last night, fan, one of the the twists I was cutting up was the NFL Network comments that Steve Smith made recently about, you know, rookie quarterback, Lamar Jackson. So before we discuss it let's hear the audio for ourselves
1: when he was in Clemson every year they say he need to be more pocket present that's what he did he uh, need to be more accurate that's what he's become that's who he reminds me of a Deshaun Watson who could change your organization once the helm is there and I think Joe will help him develop him, and and eventually I think Lamar will be the guy
0: I don't really have much to say about that except those are pretty lofty comments by Steve Smith Sr. before Jackson's even hit the field but I think it's certainly a good sign that a Future Hall of Famer like himself giving him those those uh, compliments. You know, time will tell. I think Deshaun Watson in five years is going to be one of the top five quarterbacks, if not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Really had a great season uh, last year, his rookie year before was suffering the devastating torn ACL about midway through the year. Certainly looking forward to how he gets back on the field and what he's able to do. But yeah, what did you guys think of these uh, these comments that really came out of the blue? Well,
2: seven weeks ago, I wrote an article saying that Lamar Jackson was a lot like Deshaun Watson. And when Steve Smith Sr. said that, I was like, you know what, maybe I'm right. The thing is, Deshaun Watson, uh, size, stone style, train style, is almost identical to what Lamar Jackson did at Louisville. And then you look at the fact that Watson wasn't the clear-cut number one guy. He was he got passed on, you know, the Chiefs traded up and got Mahomes and you know, Jackson was the end of the first round. He wasn't the uh, in a draft where he got five quarterbacks in the first round. So I think he might have a chip on his shoulder a lot of the way that Watson does. Watson was a champion at Clemson, and he was put on a show in back-to-back national championship games, got his win against Alabama on the second try. Well, Lamar Jackson may not have the championship in college that's about the only difference between their career. I mean, they're very, very similar players. And I do like it because I think like Steve Smith kind of said, you know, we hear Michael Vick, but Deshaun Watson is the closest comparison in the league right now. Yeah.
1: I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I, it's, I like it coming from Steve Smith, the guy who spent, you know, the final couple of years of his career with the Ravens. He understands organization. I think Jackson's been a good place. I mean, he kind of got thrown into the fire, you know, the second game of the season and obviously excelled before turning his ACL. But Jackson has that chance, you know, kind of sit back behind Joe Flacco for, you know, at least half the season or so to kind of develop and, and hone his craft. I mean, he's he's a special player. And I think he's put in a much better situation with, the offensive weapons that are surrounded and the defense the even have. So, I mean, not saying he's going to start now or maybe even not even getting much playing time under center this year. But I like those comments. I mean, I don't think that's like anything extraordinary. Jackson was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Louisville, I mean, that shouldn't be surprising. He has a ton of talent. He's still first round quarterback, and to me, I, I think that's just good motivation for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and certainly that's going to be the top storyline surrounding the Ravens, if not the entire Mid Atlantic area, and particularly Baltimore, is you know what what's going to happen between Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson is the Ravens kickoff training camp. And rookies reported today, this podcast being recorded on Wednesday night, the 11th. And um, if you check the Ravens social media tabs on Instagram, they have the stories of some of the rookies arriving at the Owings Mills castle. That's certainly uh, a really great sign to see. I, I wrote an article a couple of days ago on the website. I think this season, 2018 entering training camp is the most anticipated Ravens training camp in a decade And not just because of what the Ravens have done in the draft and through free agency and building their team and getting fans excited for this season, but uh, I had a little honorable mention of just how bad the Orioles season is. um, And that's another reason why fans are so excited. But would you guys agree with that statement to this, even though they don't have Hall of Fame players like Ed Reed and Ray Lewis, from a storyline standpoint, would you guys say that this might be the most anticipated camp in a really long time?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have the excitement of Jackson coming in and the uncertainty of collective future and, It's just going to be a fun preseason to watch. I mean, I know we'll get into it talking about a little bit about the fifth preseason year, but that gives an extra time for a lot of these rookies and Jackson himself to kind of show off what we've been waiting for. So, I mean, they reopened training camp to the public, and it sold out immediately. I think there's going to be quite a bit of support there, which is going to be awesome. I know the players talk about how they really thrive off that energy as well, and the Ravens still have a couple of those free practices at M&T Bank Stadium to go to. So, yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm really excited. I mean, last – This time last year, Joe Flacco, either sidelined or about to be sidelined with a back injury. And, you know, we were left watching Ryan Mallett and Josh Woodrum at quarterback. And, I mean, no offense to those two. It's just not the most exciting thing to watch in preseason football. But when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, you know, who can make plays and be really kind of a spark plug for the offense, and they're going to probably keep Joe Flacco, you know, relatively sidelined for the preseason. I'm not sure what much of a difference it'll make for him so yeah i mean i'm excited to see jackson and a lot of these new rookies kind of take the field and see what they can do uh
2: the last couple of years it was uh you know people come up to me and say oh how do you think the raven's are gonna do i think i think we'll be competitive but i think we have a shot to get to the playoffs and they'd always go ah, we will see and it was always the uh, lack of willingness to believe in the ravens and this year just about every time it's how do you think the raven's are gonna do I think they're going to be competitive, have a chance to go to the playoffs. I haven't been this excited in a while. I think this is a really good team. Now they're like, yeah, I can't wait. Let's get to football. And it, it's a very noticeable difference. And I don't know if it's the drafts, the training camp. I don't know if it's the Orioles being just so bad that we have nothing to hope for other than that, especially for us guys who weren't, like, in the Capitals craze. We have nothing to go for, so maybe that's what it is. I agree with you there, Jake, but man, it's a noticeable difference. There seems to be a magic in the air and that's when the special stuff happens. And I, I, it's one of those unexplainable things. 2000, it was just seemed that magic in the air. 2012, it just seemed that magic in the air. 2011 had the magic and we almost got there. So, I mean, we'll see, but there's a Freaking buzz, man. And it, is, it is refreshing.
0: I agree with that 100%. And until they hit the field week one, it'll be hard to tell what that dog will translate to. But, I, you know, as far as from an excitement standpoint, I can't wait for next week and for training camp to officially begin. But before we dive into the preseason, let's talk about the fake team, and that would be the, the Madden version of the Ravens. Of course, the, the Madden ratings came out. Those are always fun. Michael Pierce being the fourth-highest-rated Raven on the team at 87 overall, just ahead of Terrell Suggs. Maybe Pierce at this, at this state of his career might be more versatile of a player than Suggs just from the standpoint of he's in his 20s and Suggs is in his mid-30s. But I don't think Michael Pierce is the fourth-best player on the team. He's not. I was a little shocked to
1: see that, especially there's a little bit of talk about, you know, with Brandon Williams zooming back to nose tackle, how
0: Willie Henry could kind of maybe even take over a little bit of Michael Pierce's playing time. So, yeah, I was pretty shocked to see that. And the next one now, both quarterbacks, at least the top two on the depth chart, Flacco and Jackson, both rated 79 overall. Lamar Jackson, the fastest quarterback in the game with 91 overall speed. I had a post up about that a couple of days ago. But the question I have is, Flacco and Jackson both being rated 79, is justifiable or no? I don't know. That's tough. Because, I mean, I can agree with Flacco being 79 overall, but Jackson still
1: just hasn't you know played it down yet. And I know – his speed, I'm sure it's getting that rating up a little bit, but I don't know if I'd have him at a 79 just yet. I'll put the guy play and then see. Uh,
2: I think it's pretty accurate for both. I'm going to disagree. I think if Jackson steps in game one, I think he's going to put up a show. I think he would have some frustrations, and I think it might go poorly. But I think he has the talent, and he would show that talent. I think we'd, it'd be up and down. Flacco, I could see being up and down too, because you never know what you're going to get from Joe. 79 is incredibly fair for Joe Flacco, because he's good enough to win with, but he's not the reason you win a lot of times, except for 2012, which is just an oasis of Flacco football. And Jackson, though, we have all that ability. How do you rate him poorly? Because you know playing with Jackson is going to be more fun than playing with Flacco.
1: Yeah, I think we kind of have to take into effect that Madden ratings aren't always, you know, what we see on the field. Absolutely. I mean, this is how it is. I mean, of course, I'm not going to disagree with you saying Lamar Jackson's not going to be fun to play with. It's going to be like playing with Michael Vick in 2004. I mean, it's going to be so fun to do. But, yeah, I mean, it's just you can't, you can't take these two seriously when comparing them to – the field. But I mean yeah in Madden's sense I could see it being the same, but on the field I I
0: feel differently. They're just trying to stir up more controversy over there, EA Sports. We're on to you. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um this one I'm I'm particularly excited to hear Chris's reaction. Ronnie Stanley continuing to be underrated at number seventy nine overall. I, I just don't think that's high enough.
2: Uh, I think Stanley's a top five tackle that's getting treated like uh right tackle. I mean when have we ever complained about Ronnie Stanley? That's the mark of a yeah. good left tackle. A, a tackle right at where Ronnie Stanley is, is a tackle where you put your hand on your head and go, oh, no, he's protecting the blind side again. That's not what we do with Ronnie Stanley. Like, how many times does this guy have to go do a good job before he gets any credit whatsoever? I mean, we're talking about a player who's got the sixth overall. Honestly, I was one of the biggest attackers of the pitch. Then he goes out there proves me wrong. I shut up. In fact I turn my turn around and say, you know what? Ronnie Stanley's got it. You have to appreciate the performance. I mean, what's the man have to do? I don't get it. I just I don't get it. I I've never been more proud to be wrong about a player than Ronnie Stanley. I am unbelievably impressed with him week in and week out. Um I'm not saying he's Jonathan kind Ogden. Of I'm not saying he's the best off tackle in the football, but he's good. He's good. He should be the fourth highest player on the team, not Michael Pierce. I mean, Michael Pierce is okay. Dude. Come on, tell me, is Justin Tucker one of the five highest rated Ravens? Because he should be. The only but, time I've
0: complained about Stanley is when he hasn't been on the field. That's the only time I've complained about him. Because
2: you can't hold that against the man.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I complain about him, it's because I miss him being on that, the field. Yeah, <laughs> you, that
2: just is makes my point.
0: I I completely agree with you. I really don't have much more to say on that. I think. You could justify him being at least maybe an eighty four and eighty five at the very least. Well moving on now I'm here on the Ebony Bird Podcast, episode thirty-seven. Again, a quick rundown of the social media tab, Ebony underscore bird on Twitter. I'm Jake McDonald contributor. You can find me on Twitter at J McDonald ninety five, as well as fellow contributor Joe Schiller at Joe Schiller123 and site expert Chris Schiffler at football man fifty eight. Let's move on now to our next topic now about the Ravens. They are going to be playing in the Hall of Fame game this season, which means they're going to be playing five preseason games. And we're going to ask the question is whether or not that is going to hinder the Ravens' chances this season or really play an important role as far as their success or their long-term health, as far as the 2018 season goes. The Ravens have never been in this position before. Their first time playing in the Hall of Fame game, they did not compete when John Finagin got in a couple of years ago. Ravens rookies are reporting five days ahead of the Bears rookies. They're going to um, report on the 16th, where the Ravens reported today. Training camp starts on the 19th for both teams. Now, I did some research and uh, looked up the teams that played in the previous three Hall of Fame games and whether or not I looked at their records and their successes of that season. In 2017, the Cowboys at 9-7 and the Cardinals 8-8 both did not make the playoffs. In 2016, the game was canceled due to poor field conditions. That was just a a joke in and of itself. But in that game, both those teams competed in it, the Steelers and the Vikings. The Steelers finished at 10-6. The Vikings finished 11-5, making the playoffs. And then in 2014, the Giants finished 6-10. The Bills 9-7. Both of those teams didn't make the playoffs. So If we're looking at most three recent Hall of Fame games, two of the teams out of the six have made the playoffs, but there are four winning records total out of six. The starters are barely going to play in the Hall of Fame game, if any. It's mainly going to be for the rookies. It's so early in training camp anyway. You want to get a good look at all your young guys, and you know that there's going to be four other preseason games. You don't want anybody else getting hurt. But before I looked this up, I was more concerned than I am now. After looking at this, I'm really not worried about it. Um, I'm more concerned about the open practices or the joint practices that the Ravens have. I believe it's the Colts and the Rams this year. I'm more worried about that than I am about the extra preseason game. Where do you guys stand? How concerned are you about that extra preseason game being in there and whether or not that's going to factor into anything this season?
1: I'm not really concerned. I mean, like you said, there's no reason any of the starters should even touch the field. I mean, it's just it's a game for all the, the rookies and, you know, roster bubble guys to get a chance to kind of make their case to make the roster and. I mean, the only thing I would be worried about is maybe a chance for one of the premier rookies to get hurt. Because I know they'll probably give Jackson some time, Mark Andrews, Hayden and Hurst. So that really would be my only concern is seeing one of those guys who could significantly tri- contribute to the team this year get hurt.
2: List of, uh teams not making the playoffs, here's here's the deal. Correlation does not mean causation. I'm not worried about it at all. I do think it's going to make an impact, though. And the reason I think it's going to make an impact is Lamar Jackson – can't not play a good bit in this game. I mean, what are the Ravens going to do? Not play Joe Flacco at all and then say, okay, Lamar, you get a drive or two? I mean, Jackson's got to play a good bit. Jackson lights up the Chicago Bears. Then that's going to make trading camp very, very interesting. That's going to make a preseason very interesting. That's going to put pressure on Flacco, and that could change things a lot, so... Jackson's performance could be very instrumental in the overall season.
0: I was going to pose the question about um, if the Ravens would start Jackson in that preseason game. If you guys answered that question for me. I think it would be beneficial to at least get him a couple reps, maybe treat him like a starter in a first or preseason game, for example, have him only still a skill of drive or two, at least get his feet wet on the field, and um, hopefully the field is going to be good enough to play on if there's <laughs> bad weather. Last topic of discussion now, speaking of the quarterbacks, I'm not really surprised that I haven't seen anything on social media. Willie Sneed has put an Instagram post up here and there. Other than that, I've seen Jordan Lasley. not really surprised that we haven't heard a peep from Joe Flacco. He, of course, addressed the media at the end of minicamp saying that the new receivers that the Ravens brought in and the rookies and whatnot, he had plans to throw with everybody in between then and training camp. I'm not going to make any accusations here because I have no idea what has or has not happened, but there's really no telltale sign of whether or not this has actually taken place. And I think if this was any other season where the Ravens didn't have to play the Hall of Fame game and Flacco didn't throw with his receivers, there would definitely be a lot more backlash than this season if he comes out and says, you know, we had a shortened break, yada, yada, when we just couldn't get it working. Now, I think if that does happen, that is going to still make some people, it will make people freak out, no doubt about it. Um, but I, I just think the fact that they don't, didn't have like that extra week, um, maybe that was a little hindrance in their plans with vacations and stuff. I, I, I don't know what the situation is. We're not going to know until Flacco and the guys talk to the media in next week, for example, or, or the week after. But are you concerned about this at all? That the fact, just the sheer sure fact that we haven't seen anything yet on social media or from the Ravens themselves on their social media or website or whatever.
2: Oh, it's like Groundhogs Day with us. Every single year we do this. And every single year, I don't care. I've never cared if Flacco throws around the receivers. I think this year it makes a little more of a difference because you have new players all over the place. But even then, what's it going to accomplish? So I, I say no. I, I don't care. But I know so many people are going to take it as a knock on Flacco for being lazy or not caring. And honestly, I just don't think Flacco thinks it's going to make a difference. And Flacco's got kids, and he's going to basically be football for a huge chunk of the year. So I'm not going to knock him if he's like, you know, I want to spend more time with my family. I mean, I know no fans ever going to be like, that's an acceptable answer, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Jake, they...
1: Ravens have a shortened period between mandatory mini camp and training camp and you know with that extra week before the Hall of Fame game I, I think he'll be fine I mean Joe Black is not one to be on social media really anyway posting anything I know we could probably if something happened we'd probably see it from one of the receivers but I mean at this point, 10th year in the league I mean I, I don't make too much of a big deal out of it it's you know, throwing a couple times, is that really going to make much of a difference? I think the difference is going to be him being healthy throughout the entire portion of training camp and preseason so he has that consistency with his receivers in practice because that's what he didn't have last year when he didn't play at all really in the offseason he came back, you know, a week before the first game. So I think it's going to be a big difference in being healthy no matter whether he's taking the
0: time to throw with his receivers or not. Well, that about wraps up Episode 37 of the Ebony Bird Podcast. One more time, be sure to download the Ebony Bird app from the App Store. Get all that content on your phone and um, online as well. And one more time, the podcast brought to you on iTunes and Spreaker, presented by Fans Cited. We are Ebony underscore Bird on Twitter. I am Jake McDonald, contributor at McDonald 95 Joe Schiller is at Joe Schiller123, and Chris Schiffler at Footballman58, all out on Twitter. Be sure to follow us as well. We are going to be coming at you next week with a full. Food- uh, jam-packed training camp preview episode. We're going to formulate a plan and uh, decide how we're going to break it down, but I'm really excited to bring the weekly format back and get the balls rolling onto the regular season and well, the preseason first, of course, but the 2018 season, our second uh, full regular season of doing the Ebony Bird podcast, and it's exciting now, like we were alluding to earlier. It's a really exciting time in Baltimore, and really looking forward to the Ravens returning to training camp next week. So, With that being said, for Joe and Chris, I'm Jake McDonald, and we will talk to you next week on Ebony Bird.